All right, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Or are you? <gasps> dun dun dun. Uh, oh, oh no. That's right. T- tonight's episode is Con Job. I hear my Autobot counterpart is nearby. <laughs> Real nearby. Now, Jen, as title arbiter, what do you make of this title? I mean, I guess it makes sense, kind of, but it just kind of, like, it's kind of forced. It doesn't really, like, it's not entirely appropriate, because there are just implications there that, that some of them, you know, line up, and some of them don't. I mean, I... I would prefer like more of like a an elaborate like uh, confidence game. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's a good work. title, but it doesn't quite fit this episode's theme. I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's fine. Mm. I mean, it's no Decepticon Air. Well, no, <laughs> no, few things are. <laughs> I swear that one day I will uh, I will see my daughter again once I get out of this prison. Such a good episode. So this first aired February 25th, 2011, uh, written by Stephen Melching, uh, animation veteran who we last saw writing Darkness Rising Part 4. Yay. They've got a pretty tight writing staff for the first, like, couple dozen episodes of this show. Yeah. And probably because they, you know, had to line them all up for scheduling and... Etc. Etc. We don't start seeing special guest writers, and I guess that's that's sort of like Beast Wars. We didn't start getting like DC Fontana until a couple seasons in, right? So I guess it it also makes sense here that you just have like the same group for a little while, you know, while the first season gets established. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we're back at the Autobot base, which is uh, named Autobot. Autobot Outpost Omega-1 for the first time here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And uh, we get some we get some real nice scenery here. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, Miko and Bulkhead have apparently had to do some sort of chores around the base. And uh, so now that they're done, uh, they're going to either go dune bashing or check out a monster truck rally. Which I... I have never heard it referred to as dune bashing. I mean, I, maybe I'm just old and stuffy. I mean, maybe that's what you do in something the size of Bulkhead. I suppose that's fair. You can't just, like, run over them. You just kind of go through them. <laughs> He's not really designed for things. Also, Bulkhead mentions his actuators, and I'm just wondering if that's a euphemism. Because <laughs> so many things well, are well, euphemisms. In the show, everything is a euphemism, well, except for one thing in this episode. Yes, they're, they're, they're <laughs> constantly talking about Bulkhead's butt. Yeah. And its hugeness. Well, okay, There's a lot things. of fat shaming in this episode, oh my goodness. <laughs> Jeez. 
And I mean, this isn't something he has any control about. It's not. It's not like if he goes on a diet, he'll become a smaller robot. Yeah. Yeah, it's so much weirder because it's like. How could you complain about a Transformer's shape since they're constructed that way and even getting a new alt mode that only changes them slightly? It's, I mean, I mean it's like making the, fun of a guy for having a big head. I mean, on the other yeah. hand, it's not, maybe it's not so much shaming in a situation where you don't have control over it. It, it is just sort of picking on you for having a big head. Yes. I say well, as a person with a very large head. Likewise, it's, uh, it's, it's like an orange on a toothpick. I can't wear women's hats. I have to shop in the men's department. And then I still have to try them on. I had to drive. I just want to say that I needed a new hat for hiking, and I had to drive like an hour and a half away to actually go to the REI and try them on, because I couldn't just order them online. That was just... That that roulette was was too much trouble. It's too risky. So there is... uh... Their plans are unfortunately not going to go ahead because uh, there's a starship headed towards Earth. <gasps> it's uh, it's it's got Autobot uh, signals, but RC just assumes well, it's obviously a Decepticon trap. <laughs> also, Jack is like Jack seems to be surprised that it might be more Autobots. Like, I thought did it was just the think- five of you. Did you think these guys were the last of their species? Like, like, were you not listening at the end of Darkness Rising? Optimus Prime gave a long Peter Cullen speech about uh, <laughs> all remaining Autobots. The Earth is now our home. Yeah, like, it, that shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, it could be a surprise that some of them are actually showing up, but not like, there are more Autobots? Like, duh. Maybe he just wasn't listening. Maybe he just tunes out Optimus's speeches. Yeah, well, this is possible. And entirely fair. But in fact, this is not a trap yet. <laughs> uh, but it is in fact, uh, Bulkhead's old wrecker buddy, Wheeljack. Yay! Well, n- not even just that. Like, I think it's Arcee that says, Bulkhead's old boyfriend is back in town. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, who's your, who's your boyfriend?" Yeah, she's she's the one who's like, "So who's the boyfriend?" And Bulkhead isn't even like, "No," he's just like, "It's it's my old record buddy." I know, I I like that part. It's just, just roll with it. And it's like, yes, he is his boyfriend. I mean, he I, kind I, of is. Yeah. I do appreciate that. No offense is taken. Yes. No. Even though she's clearly picking on him. She's picking on him all the time. That's kind of her default mode. Even when he's not around. Uh, <laughs> when she and Prime were like dying in the Arctic, she was all, oh my god, I bet Bulkhead's giant ass broke the space bridge. Now we're going to die you know, here. You can't, she can't make fun of Bumblebee because he's got a disability. Yeah, he can't talk back and making fun of Ratchet is no fun because it will go on for hours. Plus, you know, that the next time he fixes you, he's going to leave parts out or something. Though, you know, all the Autobots seem to be able to be, seem to be able to understand Bumblebee just fine. So this obviously isn't an actual disability. No, but... It's just that he can't, like, turn it into human speech the way the rest of them can. Or maybe they've just all sort of learned to pick it up. It's like, I mean, I if guess. you if you can't speak, it's still a disability, even if everybody you know knows sign language. Yeah. That's fair. That is fair. 
Yes, and some so. people still want to be able to stay. Oh, I get, wait, maybe Bulkhead is just RC's gay friend and that's their relationship? The sniping at each other? Yeah. Entirely possible. Oh. Yeah, that's, that seems acceptable. I'll allow it. Anyway, yeah, this is Wheeljack, uh, voiced by James Horan. Uh, maybe what best- else has he been in? Uh, did anybody here watch Star Trek Enterprise? No. A little bit? Anyway, the first two seasons, there was, like, uh, there were mysterious foes who were going after the Federation, and, uh, their, the, the head guy was, um, a mysterious figure who is allegedly from the future. Oh! Who was known solely as Future Guy. Oh, the, the time travel guy, that's him? Yeah. I don't remember him guy. having a good voice. I just remember this. Was that the one with Scott Bakula? That was the one with Scott Bakula. Yeah. Okay. Scott Bakula, he had a puppy. There there was sh- showering each other with gel after away missions in nearly Yeah, naked. it's definitely oh, the- we're on the UPN and uh. she's not wearing a brassiere in space. <laughs> To be honest, there were worse things about that show. That was just the most obvious weird thing about that show. It had some. I liked the. I liked uh, John Billingsley, who played the alien doctor. Oh yeah, he was probably the best part. And of course, uh, it also had frequent guest Jeffrey Combs as yes. uh, just this asshole Ando- Andorian who they kept running into. Yeah, one of the Ooh. blue guys with the antenna. I mean, much like Ratchet, he was just constantly pissed off at uh, humanity. <laughs> just- well, I mean, that sounds reasonable. Captain Scott Bakula, space racist. It can't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were both space racist. He, I think he uh, was constantly calling uh, Bakula pink skin or something because he was a blue <laughs> guy. Aww. That's not very nice. It's great, but it's not very nice. But anyway, they they like totally dropped the future guy plotline after the first two seasons, so they never actually revealed who future guy was. It was the worst. <laughs> I thought we did actually see him, like, towards the end. No, he was just future guy. The end of the episodes I saw. No, he was just a guy. I, I think I stopped when, when the alien Nazis showed up. Oh, that was, I want to say, season... End of season three, after they did a whole season of Space 9-11. Wow, I watched that <laughs> far? Jeez. It's weird because the fourth season is when it's actually good. You know how far I watched... Approximately the second season of Voyager. That's how far into Enterprise I watched. Yeah, somehow I made it through, I think, all of Voyager. I don't know how. Hey, speaking of Voyager, uh, there is a season that features, there is an episode that features both uh, Jeffrey Combs and The Rock. Ooh. Oh, they're in the same episode. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. I think it's like The Rock's first acting role. Yes. <laughs> well, because wrestling at the time was on UPN with Voyager, so it was a little cross-promotion. Ooh. Aren't they just being fancy? Anyway, so this uh, this wheeljack, he ain't your daddy's wheeljack. Yeah, yeah no, the thing is, I, um, I like his character, but not as a wheeljack. I mean, he's kind of more, he's, he's, he's Han Solo, basically. No, he's Drift. He's fucking drift. I, he's not, he's not a weeaboo. Yeah, he's not a weeb like well, uh, no, but like, like drift. Swords. He's he's what they wanted, what they originally intended in the comic book drift to be a cool badass guy with swords. He just yes. became a weeaboo. <laughs> just 
accidentally weebed out. I this is a good good looking wheeljack. The design and the toy is great. The toy is great, and then the character is interesting, but somehow the two do not work together. In my brain, like, I, I just cannot register this as a wheeljack because he's not building guns that explode in his face. Uh. Yeah, he's not building a a gun that makes Megatron lose his balance so Starscream can declare himself to be the new leader. Anyway, of note, I think this is the first time the Wreckers have ever been mentioned outside uh, the comics. Uh, huh, no, I don't, I don't think it's come up in the other shows we've watched. No. And I think, I mean, it's going to come up a fair bit later once, um, Wheeljack becomes a regular. Yeah, I think this was really about the point where they started, like, dipping into all of that stuff for extended Transformers stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's at the point where you feel, oh, they're actually reading the wiki. Especially after last week. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Except for the part of the wiki that says, like, what kind of character Wheeljack would actually be. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that, that, maybe it's making up for the mistakes of the Armada series when they had a Wheeljack who was named Downshift. And who it's was- like, the- hey, we got, we got the Wheeljack name back, let's use it on- not quite Wheeljack. Some rando other guy. Well, Yay. the thing, yeah, the thing is, they used Wheeljack on a guy in Armada, and then so the wheel, the guy in Energon, the sequel ah. series, who looked like Wheeljack, had to be a different guy. Ah, that's right. Although Armada Wheeljack, pretty cool. Yeah, I don't really remember. He's really the guy really who confused. he's the ex Autobot who has like a big slash <laughs> through the Autobot symbol on his chest. Oh, <laughs> the 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 guy who always made me think of um, Sunstreaker in weird colors. I mean, he's re- he's a soup. He's a very anime-y villain. Yeah. So, so effectively, this guy is a a wheeljack in name only, or as the acronym would be, a wino. Yes. <laughs> <coughs> yes. Anyway, so yeah, he's going to drop in, and uh, you know, he's very excited. Unfortunately, the Decepticons are also excited because they were listening in. <laughs> dun, dun, yeah, because dun. they have a guy whose specialty is listening to sounds and playing them back. Yes, and hey, good news, they also have a guy whose specialty is being a shapeshifter who we have never seen before. <laughs> yeah, it, um, And spoilers, and- we'll never see again. Yeah, I yeah, actually <laughs> double-checked that to, to make sure, and yeah, he never shows up again. He's no, entirely I, a plot point. I barely remember this series, and... My notes are, makeshift comes from nowhere and is probably going to the same place. <laughs> that is, yeah. yeah, this is makeshift, uh, voiced in his regular voice by Kevin Michael Richardson, but obviously he just sounds like Wheeljack for most of the episode. And he cut, we always see is like a silhouette because obviously they couldn't bother to do a model for this guy because he's not getting a toy. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's he probably looks just a Viacon design they slapped a few extra angles on. With a bunch of spikes on him. Yeah. Ooh. But, uh, it's interesting because, like, the, the shapeshifter villain episode is like a standard, uh, action cartoon thing. Mm-hmm. But Transformers has never really used it because you can't uh, really make a toy out of a shapeshifter. Yeah, so you had to wait until you got to a series that just wasn't that toy driven, I guess. Yes. I mean, they all shapeshift, but they just shapeshift into one thing. So once you've done it once, they pretty much figure it out. Also, apparently, he uh, appeared in 
that exiles novel. Yeah, he's a big like novel guy. He's uh he's oh. regular Dash Rendar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Dash Rendar's horrible. Stupid Dash Rendar. I had an action figure of him. Why did I da- have Dash that? Rendar is is just Oh, Han Solo's in Carbonite, so we can't use him in this story. Let's make up a shittier Han Solo. I only used him because I couldn't remember how to pronounce Marajade. Is it Mara? Marajade. 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 Okay, then. <laughs> See? That's why I didn't say it. <laughs> Who is almost more ridiculous being uh, Luke Skywalker's ex-assassin wife. Who's yeah, also Jedi. you know. I, they got married? Yes. I never read that far. Yes, they definitely got married at some point. Okay. And I think I think they had a kid. I thought they had a kid. I didn't remember any marriage coming up. Oh, hey, uh, Luke Skywalker is not producing any bastards. His aunt and uncle raised him right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the uh, you know everybody's excited to meet the new guy, um, but unfortunately, the ground bridge is still kind of busted since it was kind of uh, eaten in the last episode. Continuity! And I appreciate yeah, the continuity here. Yeah. Yay! Because indeed, the Decepticons have found Wheeljack's ship. <gasps> dun dun dun! And uh, his ship, by the way, is, uh, I believe, the Jackhammer. Yeah, I think that's, that's what it ends it's up It's not named, it, it eventually got a toy. Oh, Did yeah! It? It's like oh. a little. Right, with set the, the, the Legion or the Cyberverse guys. Yeah. Although I think the toy was called the Star Hammer, but later on the show it's called the Jack Hammer. Mm-hmm. Oh, Star Because Star it's Wheeljack. Yes, yeah, Wheeljack. What a cutie. Oh, Jack. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so it get, this gets shut down in Egypt. Wait. Because we're. Where, where, where did you get this information? Did I fall asleep for a minute? Don't we see the pyramids? I don't. Oh, I missed that. I'm pretty sure we see the pyramids. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to say that's not true. I'm just saying I didn't catch that, but I was also watching on my cell phone for reasons. Okay, the wiki says I am correct, and therefore I am the best kind of correct. Okay, maybe yes. I, I might have been playing Animal Crossing on my phone while in between taking notes. It's it's a real blink and you miss it, and then they're just kind of in the generic desert. Which can easily be mistaken for, well, I guess the Egyptian desert can't really be mistaken for, you know, like... The American desert. Well, um, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, well the, the problem with Egypt is that anytime you see Egypt and the pyramids, you're always filming in one direction. If you turn the camera a little to the right, oh, there's a city over there. Yes. I mean, yeah, that's entirely fair. Uh, I guess unless, I, although I wonder if Michael Bay was able to do that just by erasing the city. Yeah, they probably got away with that. Man, he would do that. I mean, that's that. That is the same movie in which um, they go from the Smithsonian Museum to like a an airplane graveyard in like the Southwest. <laughs> yes, uh, to, to sort of warp outside. That was well, I mean, okay. To be fair, that particular Smithsonian Museum, which I have been to, is actually out by Dulles Airport. Oh. oh. So it's not in, that's not the one that's in DC proper. It's the annex that's out by Dulles Airport, oh. where I just figured, I mean, maybe there is an airplane graveyard out there that airlines take their stuff to when the plane was last at Dulles. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so uh, 
the jackhammer is coming. So yeah, through. they get there. They fight some Viacon. Well, well, it's first like like there's a little bit of a dogfight in the air that I felt was yes. badly animated. It's a good ship design. I do like the ship design. Kinda, and I think at this point it's still powers. the actual wheeljack flying it. And then once it crashes, they replace it. Yeah. Otherwise, why would there be lots of fighting between fake wheeljack and a bunch of vehicons at the beginning? Well, as we do see, um, wheeljack gets out of the ship and then just friggin' stabs two vehicons to death. Well, stabs one and shoots another, which. Yeah, so... There's a lot of casual vehicon murder in this episode. It, well, we're ne- yeah. We're never entirely sure how sapient the Viacons are, and they never really explain it. No. Look, one of them, before having his neck snapped, talks. Yeah. Although, I mean, <laughs> it might be, they might be like the battle droids in the Star Wars prequels. I don't... They're also kind of sentient. I mean, that's... I mean, yeah, but they also, they're also getting murdered they're, left and right. They're they're not sentient. They, they're completely following direct... Well, the the problem is there's not enough robotic effect on the Viacons' voices. If it sounded more more like um Stephen Hawking talking, we might be able to buy that they're just robot drones. But well, no, I mean, these are pa- just other dudes. <laughs> other dudes who are just murdering like, like crazy. Yeah. Yep. Murdering left and right, like you do. Yeah, everybody goes back to base. Uh, Wheeljack gets a big hug, and uh, then they just spend the next little while broing out. Yeah, they're just hanging out. Miko gets her guitar. <laughs> Bulkhead's like, "Look at my tiny, insane pet." <laughs> Oh yeah, Miko's wailing on the guitar isn't quite as entertaining as the guitar wail from Beast Wars. She's way off key, which <laughs> makes sense, but it, it's not pleasing. Oh, and do, yeah. we sort of get another Optimus Prime speech welcoming Wheeljack here. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm bumping it up to at least six, because I think last count was five and a half. So we're at six now. Uh and we also cut back to the Decepticons, who've just and they've much like um, uh, what's his name, Agent Fowler. They've just got him trussed up, and yeah. I again he is uh, given uh, given Starscream some guff about how he's not really in charge, and Starscream again almost just murders him before uh, Soundwave was all like, "Eh, no." Look, the Decepticons, especially Starscream, are just really good at bondage, okay? Yeah, I mean... Got a lot of practice. This doesn't come up later, but you think it's going to be, you know, oh, well, I'll ask you something that only the real Wheeljack would know, and then they'd, like, get it from uh the real Wheeljack. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. the way it was playing out, it kind of felt like it should happen, but it doesn't. It's weird. That is weird. So, I mean, they're keeping him alive for the sake of plot convenience, and because we've already murdered yeah. a bunch of guys already on this show. Yeah, you know, like you do. I it, it's just so weird because like there's almost no excuse other than kind of the fight at the end of the episode to keep Wheeljack alive for the right. Decepticons. Listen, he's he's coming back. We got to save that toy. <laughs> Or even, like, make it a thing where, like, Makeshift needs, like, him active to sort of maintain his image. Yeah, something. Which, he he got that form by Soundwave, like, plugging a tentacle into him, which is... 
He's all thing. about plugging his tentacles into things. <laughs> I know, and Starscream's always tying people up. And oh. look, it's their ship is just like the kink headquarters. They're just <laughs> the Decepticons are just a bunch of kink people, and then all the Predacons show up, and those are the furries. And Knockout isn't even on the show yet. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, and, and Knockout is like the least kink of the bunch, and yet also the gayest. Yes. yes. Almost openly gay. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're just broing out. Um, Miko's playing the guitar. Bulkhead and Wheeljack are playing lobbing, which appears to just be catch with a giant ass ball. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah like you do. It, like, RC says it's like the most popular sport on Cybertron, or was, especially among the warrior cast, but it's like, it's just, Chucking a giant ball, well, made of metal, between each other. It's the most boring sport. Maybe it has weird rules. Maybe it's like Blurns Ball or something. Yeah, or maybe they just, you know, haven't... They've been at war too much to make up better sports. Yes. But you'd think like war... That's my theory. Explain how pretty much any... Most sports and most games started out as substitutes for war. Well, see, but that's the thing is they have war, so they don't need, like, chess. Yeah, it's just constant war, so we don't really want, uh, you know, something that's like war. So we're just going to sort of gently toss this ball back and forth. Yeah, that's we need a break from the endless killing. Yeah, it will briefly so- take our minds off the uh, the million-year horror that has engulfed our world. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of into this now. <laughs> Also, Starscream is very insecure. I just want to point that out. Yes. And, uh, and, and then, uh, Raph starts doing the robot. Bumblebee also starts doing the robot. Aww. And Ratchet is just not having any of it. Ratchet <laughs> is mad because he's got to get back to his calibrations. It's like a recurring nightmare. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, they said they're going to throw a party, but this is like kind of the dullest party ever. It, it feels like either this is the party before the par- the guests show up, or after everyone fun has left. I mean, I mean this is a party where there are actual children here. They, you can't have too much fun. Yeah, I mean, it's... Kinda, I guess. It doesn't... There's no open bar. It doesn't seem so much like a party as just, like, you and your buddies hanging out at somebody's apartment. Yeah, yeah I mean, and also that. this is for kids. You can't show them getting drunk. Somebody is off, like, Raph and Bumblebee are actually off in a corner playing Katamari Damacy, and you it's just, it's, you said, it's getting together. Uh-huh. It's hanging out. They can't show them getting drunk. Remember animated? <laughs> yeah. Constructicons? Oh, yeah. Although, I don't, th- I don't know that they ever actually get visibly intoxicated. Yeah. They just burp. Really? Have you forgotten the Constructicons altogether? I mean, they were wild, wildly inappropriate, but I don't think they got drunk. And also, they were bad guys. I get, well, Bulkhead, well, okay, I guess Bulkhead didn't really get drunk. Yeah, I don't, them. yeah, Bulkhead was not getting drunk. He was drinking, he wasn't getting drunk. And even drunk. in Generation 1, there's an episode where the Decepticons get drunk. Mm. I, but well, I never the Autobots. I think... That's strange. Kind of makes sense, but it's strange. Well, it's like how Marvel apparently has an internal rule about how Spider-Man can never be shown drinking a beer. 
Well, what? for Spider-Man, that makes perfect sense. I mean, Spider-Man wouldn't drink. Does it, though? I mean, no, it's specifically beer. So he can have wine? As he has been shown getting drunk a couple of times, mostly by accident. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's well, weird. That, that's Peter Parker. That that, that kind of makes sense. But it's like, I forget if Sp- a Superman is allowed to drink. Because Superman I, a Superman 3 doesn't count. That was evil Superman. Well, no, what I was just thinking about in the comic books, like, Superman's a guy that grew up on a farm. He should be having a beer. Oh, in fact, Superman is not allowed to drink. There was a whole thing a couple years ago when there was a cover with um, him and Pa Kent, like, leaning over a fence, each with, like, a bottle of beer in their hands. And they had to edit the cover. Like, they canceled it. And then it came out a couple months later, and they had, like, bottles of Coke in their hands or something. (sighs) Oh, uh, that, that's weird. Superman should be allowed to have a beer occasionally. It probably won't affect him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Be. Was can he even? You know, will it even do anything? I guess strength is not the same as healing. And that, and now I'm just thinking about um, in uh, the Dark Knight Returns. There's a whole bit about how somebody mentions that at parties, Bruce Wayne always had like a champagne glass full of ginger ale. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. That- Batman, I can understand. Never that drinking. makes sense for Batman. But I don't. Bruce I mean, is kind of a downer. He's the best yeah. at everything. I mean, he's, he's a buzz he's, he's always kind of playing like a goofy playboy, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why he's got the champagne glass. Yeah. Anyway, Anyways. so there's no open bar here, but RC's talking to Jack like they're the drunk couple in the back of the room, sniping at everybody else. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And uh, Ratchet, of course, is ever the party pooper because he's still working on this ground bridge. And, uh, it's broken. And then Makeshift, uh, well, quote-unquote Wheeljack, is trying to make small talk ab- about the uh, the ground bridge. And I have to say, the his deception is kind of – it's pretty decent here. He's not, like, being super obvious about it. Yeah. It's not – I mean, he is definitely a better spy than Punch. Yes. Mm. Well, it, Boy, he's I, being low-key, but it also to... it works because, like, he's just new to the planet. Yes. I mean, it is kind of weird, though, because... And although, I mean, it partially helps the episode, because Wheeljack is not really a character that we know. So we don't really know that he's acting weird. Well, that's why they have to do things like putting him in sinister shadows. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's... Uh, part of the thing is that there is never any suspense for the viewer over whether Wheeljack is actually the real Wheeljack. It's just the suspense of when the Autobots will figure this out yeah. and whether it'll uh, be before he does any serious damage. I mean, if it was a surprise for the viewers, they would have to not show us that there was a shape-shifting guy, and then that plot development seemed well, entirely pulled out of their ass. No, 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 yes. no, no. It, it'd work because, like, we we don't see the changeover when Makeshift replaces Wheeljack. We just figure it happens before he gets on there. If they never cut back to the Decepticon base, we could have thought, hey, maybe Wheeljack killed the fake guy, or is this the fake guy? We don't know. Uh, it could work, sort of. I mean, I think it works well enough with the dramatic tension here. And uh, I will say here that, uh, that I really like uh, Wheeljack's head design here. I like how far that sort of head crest extends beyond his face. Oh, yeah. He's got like a pompadour. Yes. Yeah. They've got good helmet designs in this show. So anyway, the ground bridge is still, they're defragging it, so they can't use it for a couple hours. How, why, why, how are they, 
like, are they actually literally physically defragmenting it, or... I'm presumably it's run by some kind of software. I mean, I'm just, if the problem is the scraplets, then I'm thinking that there are actually probably physical fragments in there that they have to get out. (laughs) Probably. But otherwise, I don't know why it has a hard drive that needs to be defragged. I mean, yeah, okay, so, like, I'm sure it has, like, software, but it's not like you ever have to defrag your, like, smart TV. (laughs) Well, who knows how a transporter buffer works? Unless Uh, you're Jordy. I do. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) And also preventing this from being a good party is the fact that Optimus Prime is not there because Primes don't party. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that's preventing it from being a good party. I think that's just a thing. He would be a bummer. He would be more of a bummer than Ratchet, but I just realized how sad it is that Ratchet is a party pooper when his original G1 bio had him loving the party. Yes. Although I will say drunk Optimus Prime. Amazing. (laughs) We are now firmly into Ratchet is a grumpy old man territory. Yes. He's less explicitly like old man-ish than animated Ratchet. Yeah. I guess. He's just sort of peevish. older and grumpier. I mean, he doesn't have like the old man mannerisms. Not quite. I suppose. He's not like broken down. He's just angry. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I relate. I, now I just thought of what Prime's speeches would be like when he's drunk. <laughs> you ever been at a party with that guy who just keeps telling a story that never ends? <laughs> I I think I am actually that guy. <laughs> I've been that guy a couple times, but usually I end up talking to that guy. Listen, it's not my fault. Somebody at that bachelor party chose to ask me about Superior Spider-Man. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, I would go on forever about that. I'd just end up telling people about my fanfic. <laughs> to be fair, most of the times I've been drunk have been at convention hotel bars. <laughs> Look, I, I'm alcohol intolerant. I don't drink a lot. I just got older and don't care. Anyway, uh, back to the episode. Dark yes. Mount Pass gets mentioned. Yeah, they're talking about they're talking war stories. Um, and you know, uh, Bulkhead is sort of suspicious of his friend because he's uh, he's acting a little weird. And he's like, "Hey, why don't you tell uh, them about the uh, this uh, the story of uh, Dark Mount Pass?" And he's all, "Well, oh, you tell it better. You you should tell." Him. He's like, one of them. I forget about who it was, but uh, one of them was like, "Oh, maybe." Maybe he's changed. I think it was Arce. It's like, you know, yes. maybe he's changed. And Bulkhead's just like, not Jackie. I'm like, Jackie. Jackie never changes. Yeah, which, like, okay, they know each other really well, but Arce also says they haven't seen each other for centuries. Yes. I mean, that's not that long for a Transformer. I guess, but st- that is still a long time. Well, yes. And also, it's here that Bulkhead talks about how he's, you know... In regards to some battle, he's still picking shrapnel out of his backside, which R.C. says that she's not surprised given the size of his backside. Oh, don't thick shame, R.C. Poor guy. Jackie likes it. Yeah. 
anyway, back at the Decepticon base, uh, Wheeljack just Famke Jansen's, uh, his, uh, his guard <laughs> and breaks out. Wheeljack just kills a man with his thighs. That poor dumb vehicle. The old Xenia on a top. <laughs> oh. Okay, so like, was it like, Ten Viacons die this episode, something like that? It's a bunch. And then there's a big explosion at the end. Oh, I forgot about that. Jeez, there's like 50 dead. Wow. Ah. So yeah, Miko gives uh, Wheeljack the grand tour. He's all, uh, hey, uh, where is it? And he's all, oh, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. No, I'm just kidding. It's in, like, Nevada. <laughs> Although, you probably have no idea where Nevada is. No, he he acts like he doesn't. Oh, that, that Mika was so adorable. <laughs> she just, eh, whatever. And it is kind of played off like it, it is kind of a weird question, but we know why it's a weird question. He because you know he's reporting back to his seniors at the Decepticon base. Yes. So they get back in there, and this time Bulkhead, he is present. He says, you know, no, you tell us about the Battle of Darkmount Pass. And so he's all, you know, okay, so, you know, we, we, we had to go into the smelting pits, but I, uh, I used the uh, Decepticons as stepping stones to get out of there. And, uh, so again, and, he, and you were there, and it was great. This, this setting does, uh, harken back to the smelting pool from the G1 comics. So yes. again, we get a little bit of G1 comics because Darkmount was, of course... Uh, issue 17 to 18. Where Straxus had his whole big dramatic villain base and the smelting pools were there. So, so hey, more G1. That's right. Stephen Melching reads his G1. That's right. Uh, but unfortunately for Wheeljack, uh, Bulkhead has columboed him. <laughs> dun 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 because bulkhead wasn't there <gasps> so fake wheeljack is all well shit <laughs> and so he just grabs miko and says that he will squeeze her into pulp yeah apparently that's his kink squeeze play no no squeeze plays a headmaster <laughs> <laughs> he turned into a crab monster thing Anyway, uh, yeah, anyway, that, that's surprisingly kind of gross. Yeah, like, well. Talking about squeezing a human into pulp. I'm pretty sure that's come up before. I think in animated somebody threatened to crush somebody. Yeah. I don't remember I when. think it's mostly the pulp. It's the imagery. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I, it's extra described verbally, yeah. Anyway, so back on uh, back on the Decepticon ship, uh, Starscream and Soundwave are just waiting with a bunch of Viacons with their dicks in their hands, <laughs> waiting for Makeshift to open this friggin' ground bridge. Pretty much. Pretty much. Unfortunately, all they get is Wheeljack, who busts out of them, smacks Starscream around a little, and then the ground bridge turns on. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, uh, we get the, uh, a, the great image of Wheeljack with... Wheeljack leaping behind him. I thought that, yes. that, that was neat. Wheeljack on Wheeljack violence. And oh no! And they fight, there's a big kill us both, uh, Spock. Not, I mean, not that, not that much of one. They lose the stakes aren't that high. No. But yeah, the real Wheeljack wins, and... Or does so they he? Just... Yes, he does. Yes, he does. 
they they don't even have a race. <laughs> they have a fight. They do have a fight, and I they they do determine the winner. They do determine the real wheeljack by which one wins the fight, which seems a little. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it is a sword fight, and it makes sense that Wheeljack, the guy who has swords, would be better at it than the guy who's a shapeshifter and presumably just made those swords out of his like body. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fair. But still, they should have had a race. Yes, it's the only way to know for sure. <laughs> so they just like toss makeshift back through the ground bridge onto the Decepticon ship with a grenade attached to him. Oh, which which was foreshadowed earlier that, that like that's uh, Wheeljack's like signature is chucking a grenade that's in it. somewhere. Yes, that's his move. He loves Ooh. grenades. That's yep. his shtick. That's his kink. Which is so weird for a guy with swords. <laughs> yes. I mean... He's, he's, a, he's a real renaissance man. Yeah. He's a grenade guy and a sword Get guy. Get you a guy who can do both. So he's dead. Well, no, he he, he gets through and uh, starts to go. Where is the is the Autobot base? And this guy is all, oh, I I'll, I'll tell you, Lord Starscream. If he had just got it out, just told him right away, he at least his yeah. death would have at least served some function. Yeah, he could have just like yelled it to them from a safe distance or something. Just I mean, shouted I'm it. not really sure it would get would have given them much more information that they already had when they were chasing Arcee in that town in the first. Or, I mean, yeah, I guess they don't episode. know she lives there though. Yeah, I mean, no, they like, clearly they occasionally go to some... other places where Cliff Jumper can troll the traffic cops, the meter maids. I don't know, but like they should be able to get narrow down the area already. It's like Starscream probably would have gone. No shit, Sherlock. We know it's in that area. Uh. <laughs> we just don't know where. Anyway, so yeah, he's dead, and so so much for more <laughs> shape shifting, and a bunch of vehicles also. Yeah, and explode. so much for a bunch of vehicles. Yay! Wee! Exploding all over the place. So much exploding. So back at the Autobot base, and. Uh, we have another kind of lame party. Yay! Just hanging out. And uh, Bulkhead's all, hey, you know, we'll, we'll get you a room and we'll uh, we'll pick up vehicle mode. And uh, Wheeljack's all, eh, no. <laughs> Aww. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm a rambling man. I'm a real, I'm a real hand solo. <laughs> and, uh, but hey, you know, uh, we could fit your fat ass into my ship. You want to come with me? And, uh, Bulkhead's all, no, no, I'm, you know, this is my home now, I gotta stay, but you'll be back as a guest star next season. <laughs> I, I recall in much, much later episode, I, I think it's his ship, I don't think they could have fit Bulkhead into it. No, I think they barely fit, like, Miko into it. Well, it's Optimus Prime <laughs> is the one who's, like, having trouble fitting into it. He is Pre- oh, right. I mean, he's pretty big, but Bulkhead is... I mean, he's tall, yeah. whereas Bulkhead is wide. Yes, both tall and I mean, wide. Prime can kind of like fo- yeah, he can kind of fold himself up, whereas Bulkhead just doesn't have that flexibility. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, but we do get a picture. Um, you know, Miko pulls out her uh, her flip phone yes. and uh, and takes a picture for uh, for uh, for safekeeping. Aww, it's pretty cute. And that is the episode. Yay! 
I mean, it's it, it, it's fine. I I I like Wheeljack well enough, even though he's not much of a Wheeljack. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a fine character, even though yeah, he's not much for being a Wheeljack. It's okay, but like last episode, it feels like an episode from season two. I don't know why. Mm. Hmm. It, it just doesn't feel like. Be- first season setup of things. Oh, I was of. going to say, yeah, we, does like, it feel specifically like Prime season two or just like A season two? A season two. Feel like, yeah, definitely doesn't feel like season two of Prime because they're not going all over looking for stuff. Yeah, when they get all Pokemon. Uh, oh, right. I'm sorry, Armada. <laughs> I, I was going to say Fetch Quest. Yeah, well, that too. Because season yeah. two is going to make Fetch Quest happen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know it, it's enjoyable enough, but they they again they did kind of pull just pull makeshift out of their collective butts. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I can't imagine. Like, it'd be neat if he was there in the first uh, multi-parter, but it wouldn't make sense for him to be there and not use him. So, uh, hey, uh, him showing up, using his ability, and then dying. Yeah, hey, hey, Starscream, you need any uh, need any shape shifting done? Uh, no. Okay, see you next episode. <laughs> Hey, wouldn't I have been convenient when when uh, you killed the cliff jumper and you could have used me to substitute and take the place with the Autobots? Oh nope. yeah, they should have just named him MacGuffin. <laughs> his name, his Beast Mode, the Crime Dog. His name should have just straight up been MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so that is Conjob. You can find us all over the internet. Uh, we are on Twitter, we are on Tumblr, and we're on Facebook. And we are. Hosted by IaconUnderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help us with hosting expenses and other costs. That is at IaconUnderground. I'm sorry, that is at Patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. I words make happen with the go. (laughs) Yes, and this month's uh, special Patreon episode is on Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that pretty much sums it up. Oh wait, wait, is that this month or is that is that last month? Wait, no, it, what order? Yeah, we it's it's the May episode. Okay, I'm just trying, I forget when we put it out. Time is yeah. hard. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, so uh, please join us next week, in which uh, we are hitting the open road for convoy. You mean Optimus Prime? Yes. It's gonna be a, gonna be a real big convoy riding through the night. <laughs> oh, that's so... Convoy. Mm-hmm. So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I am the Dingus! 